Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. I am your host, Amy Williams, and this is season two. I'm so excited. And here I'm all about motivating and encouraging strong Christian businesswomen. I want you to know that whatever you may be facing in your life, you're not alone. Successes and failures are shared here, and not just by me, but by incredible guest speakers as well. So glad you found this podcast. Let's dive in. Show. I'm your host, Amy Williams, and today's extra special guest is Gabrielle Gerbis, and she is the owner of Incubix Branding with a background in creative writing and entrepreneurship. She left the corporate world to become a freelancer and then a business owner. Now she leads a creative team that helps clients discover their big idea, create killer websites, and expand their business online and on social media. Welcome, Gabrielle. I'm so excited you're here. (laughs) Thank you, Amy. I'm really excited to be here too. Thanks for having me. So we are going to be talking about all things branding today. And I'm really excited about this. I feel like sometimes branding can feel um, a little intimidating. So I'm really excited to pick your brain. Awesome. I'm excited to share anything I can. I know it's it's an often vague and confusing topic for many people. So I'm super excited to just dive right in and hopefully clear up some maybe myths or misconceptions around branding. Yes, let's do it. Okay, so before we get into some of the questions and the good, you know, the nitty gritty, tell us about you. Yeah, great. So um, I am originally from Colorado. I moved to California for college where I went to the University of Southern California. Um, I'm, I'll am i get a bit into my journey um, through that, through the corporate world, and then ultimately into doing my own thing. But um, right now I'm actually living full-time as an entrepreneur, as a world traveler. So love to travel. I'm, I'm coming to you from Istanbul, Turkey right now. <laughs> and, so um, cool. you know, basically made this decision about two years ago to live differently um, and to be in charge of my own source of income and my own professional tract. Um, took that huge leap, leap of faith that really paid off. And so now I'm just enjoying my life, um, continuing to work hard and do what I'm passionate about and, um, you know, just just do the things that I thought were were once dreams. I always dreamed of of travel and um, and working, um, but I always thought that would be in the form of being like a reporter for National Geographic or something that caused you to travel. But it's so been it's been so awesome and empowering, sometimes terrifying, um, but overall great to have been able to build this life for myself. I think it's absolutely incredible. I think it's so cool. Uh, I feel like I've been like one of those uh, born and raised and stuck. <laughs> so that is goals I don't know if I could live all those places but definitely visit is is on the bucket list so before um all right so go back to University of Southern California and just how like what were you doing in the corporate world what what did that look like before you were like I'm gonna go do this instead 
Yeah, absolutely. So my background, um, interestingly enough, is in creative writing and English literature. And for most of my college career, I thought I would be um, either a college professor teaching creative writing or maybe go on to write books, be a poet. Um, but it wasn't until the latter half of my college experience that I started taking business and entrepreneurship classes. And I never, ever thought I would enter the business or corporate world ever. Um, maybe it's because I knew I wouldn't last long there. Um, but I started this, I had this amazing passion all of a sudden for entrepreneurship and you know studying really successful businesses and business owners um and I found a really interesting intersection between like creative storytelling and business and that's really where branding comes in um and so I, I realized like good businesses are are telling good stories and I think I could add a very unique perspective to that because you know, I think in terms of characters and dialogue and scenes, um, but if you break down the components of a brand, it's just a series of creative choices and strategic choices, much like a story. Um, so I eventually got an internship working for a tech company. Actually, I know most people think tech company, they think of like Google or, you know, something that's very interesting. My, my tech startup, um, was quite boring, actually, like selling payment software and payment processors oh. and things like that. I mean, totally boring stuff, but I was hired on as a brand manager and digital content strategist. And I realized that if, if I could make a boring company interesting, like that was a very cool puzzle to figure out for me because you think of like, Geico insurance and how they're able to make insurance interesting for people. Um, so that is what really made me fall in love with um, branding and brand strategy specifically. And so, um, it, and it was during that time that the company was actually going through a rebranding process. And I was able to see like, what, it, what are the consequences of a company that doesn't brand themselves properly, that doesn't know who they are, that's like 10 years down the line and really is having an identity crisis and how can we prevent that? Um, so it was about at that time that I was starting to get slightly frustrated with the corporate world and at least the company I was at and wanted to, to see what else I could do. <laughs> so that, that was my brief about two year foray into the corporate world. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think it's so funny when you're like, oh, well, it sounds like it could be Google or something funny. Like, no, I was selling <laughs> software. <laughs> well, I'm so thankful that you were like, nope, that's enough of that. Let's, let's do our own thing. So you quit the corporate world and now you're, you're doing the creative writing and the entrepreneurship. Can you Take yourself back into like the beginning of that. What do you feel like you struggled with the most? At the beginning, once I had, uh, you know, so, so for so long I had been thinking, well, you know, this, this dream of having my own clients would be like the first step to the life that I wanted to create. Um, but at the end of the day, actually the transition from, I'm a very social person and everyone in my life had a corporate job. Everybody in my life had a nine to five and actually no longer having that nine to five and people around, it was really challenging at first, like very challenging because every day it's just myself. Like I'm now my own boss. I'm now my own employee. I'm have 
these clients that I'm working with, I'm also now trying to grow my business. So it was like, I was thrust into this role of a business owner where I'm not only working for my business, but trying to grow it, figure out how to make it sustainable, things like that. Um, and it was really overwhelming at first. Um, I'm very much like I, I went in with it. Any entrepreneur I studied had just, their biggest advice is just do it, just start. Um, and so I did, I just started. I didn't really take the time to meticulously plot out all these points. Um, but definitely like time management organization and just feeling completely overwhelmed at the beginning was, was, was a struggle for sure. I mean, most people think when you're working for yourself, you're self-employed and you just, you're kicking back and life is, is easy. Um, but at the beginning, it's certainly like everything I was wishing for was coming true. Um, but just how that was happening, it, it was a bit overwhelming. I think that's so good to hear because that's like a normal, that's so normal. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm opposite where I'm like, I feel like I have to have everything in place before. Like it has to mm -hmm. be totally planned out. I'm like, I just need to go because it's not, it's never going to always be planned out. And even your plan can change, right? Like you say, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, I'm going to work on F, G, H instead, you know? Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> but the good thing is that you had the clients and you had the income. So you're like, okay, we're going to just keep rolling with this. Keep going with this. Let's get into the branding part. Like, so what do you think yeah. is one of the most common misconceptions about branding? I think that a lot of people have misconceptions around branding because they think branding is just a series of steps, like a checklist, like, oh, I need my logo. Uh, now I need my website. And now like I might need a name and I need some colors. And it's more like a check, 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 check. Like you would when you're setting up a legal entity or something where it's like very straightforward. And I think some people just think like there's this recipe. And once you buy all the ingredients for that recipe, then you have a brand. But I, I think what a lot of people miss, especially now that there are so many new entrepreneurs out there, new businesses, new technologies, you know, the, the brands that we know, like that we can think of right away, like Nike and whatever your favorite brand is, there's no mistake that they are that popular. It's not just because they like got a logo and did this and did that. Um, there's so much strategy and intention um, that goes into that. And it all has to be focused on what the brand means and, and what it means to the customers. So I think that's a, a huge mistake um, where I'll work with new business owners and they don't even know who they're talking to. So it's kind of like, how can you possibly know how to speak if you don't know who you're speaking to? Um, and that's really what I, I, I wind it back because I say, yeah, you might need to go through this work at the beginning, but you are saving yourself so much of a headache, like talking to business owners and being like, so what do you do? What's your product or service? And then they give you like an encyclopedia of what it is that they do. And nobody can say, you know, this is what I do in three sentences. Um, and this is what it means. And this is why I exist. And it sounds so simple, but people miss those simple steps early on. And it can, it can cause a lot of like fragmentation and confusion down the line. So when you help someone go through that, like, you're still doing a checklist, but not that type of checklist. You're saying, Hey, you need to know who your target audience is. You need to know, like, 
I think that was one of the things I struggled with when I started season one. I was like, I just want to talk to women. I want to talk to all of them. We're going to talk about all the things. (laughs) Like, because I do, I mean, like the heart behind it is I want to help as many women as possible. Mm -hmm. And then realizing like, oh, well, I need to be way more specific, especially when you're starting out. And then you can grow that. But the same concept with social media, like I opened all the social media accounts. I'm going to grow them all. (laughs) And now I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's why everybody says focus on one because yeah, (laughs) it's, it's a lot. So, all right. You're, you're not doing just a checklist of font and color, although that's kind of like the fun part, isn't it? It is the fun part, but I find that it goes a lot more fun and a lot easier when you know why you're making those decisions. So a lot of people are like, yeah, let's just pick blue because I like blue um, or this font is pretty. Um, but I think that once you establish that base level of messaging, it is it provides the perfect foundation for everything to go off of, right? Because you can you can create your own logo. You can pay 99 cents for somebody to do it for you. You can even pay thousands of dollars for somebody to do it for you. Um, but, you know, designers, and and I know this from um, having designers working for me too. It's like, yes, they can design something, but they can't figure out like what's in your head for you. Like they can maybe mm-hmm put up some designs and you can say yay or nay to them. But once you figure it, once you have that springboard and that foundation, the fun part, like um, the design and putting the website together and the social media strategy, all of that, it's just, it's so much more intentional. Um, and, and that's the important part of all of it. I love that. I love that. What would you say is like the biggest tip that you could give someone that's starting out? Like where is step one, for, for what you would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So step one, I, I always go through what I like to call a branding matrix, a messaging matrix. And this is originally all I did was I would help my clients create this and messaging matrix is a mission statement, a vision statement, an elevator pitch and five value propositions. So if you can think through what those are um, that is, you are so much farther ahead than a lot of new businesses, right? Because your mission statement is why you exist, what you're even doing. Your vision statement is where you want to go. So you've already anchored yourself to the present moment and the future. You have an elevator pitch, which can explain who you are, who you help and why people should care. Um, and then you have value propositions, which are the five main things that you should stress above all else. Um, So even though a lot of brands have secondary benefits, secondary value propositions, we know like if if you and I both described Nike, we'd probably come up with very similar things because they're such a solid brand. Maybe it means different things to us, but in reality, we would probably come up with the same adjectives. So once you know that and you're super crystal, crystal clear on that, then everything else starts to fall into place, then you know how you're centering your um, and anchoring your social media content or the way that you reach out to people, things like that once you've discovered the tone. Um, And so I think that 
for new business owners starting out, that's what I would recommend having those foundational messaging points. And then another thing um, is know, know what you are not like, know who, what brand you don't want to be and be able to say why. Um, so if, if there's a brand out there that is similar to, you know, doing competitor research is insanely important. If you can tell me like another female podcast host that you admire and when you out, you don't want to be, and not because they're bad or they're mean or they're terrible, but just like, that's not your brand it's not your vibe Mm -hmm. um and and I think like being able to do that and fully articulate that at least to yourself or your employees if you have them or your partner um like business partner or your spouse whichever whoever whoever you can talk to your your brand and your business about um if you lack that clarity your customers will not know how to feel about your brand Mm. I love that there's so much in all of that. What are the what are your five value propositions? So we have vision, mission, elevator, and then the five value propositions. Is that just is that different for everybody, or do you is that like the core values? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where what um like every you know in in just traditional branding speak. Yes, value propositions are various. You know, because if you think about it, um, there's features of a product or a brand, and then there's benefits, and then there's values. So a lot of brands make the mistake of talking about the features, where they're like, oh, here's my iPhone, it has X amount of storage, it has this kind of camera, right? That's a feature. And that's really great. Features are important. But if you just shove a bunch of facts down people's throat, they're, they won't create that emotional touch point like benefits are um, related to features. So if I have the X amount of storage space in my phone, that gives me the benefit of taking a lot of photos and videos and not really worrying about having to delete them. But the value of that, what is the value that a value could be memories on the go or like memories to last a lifetime, Mm -hmm. all stemming from that one feature. You know, that's something you could build a campaign around. That's something you could build a commercial around. Um, Maybe it's connection. That's a value. This iPhone with X amount of storage capacity enables human connection during COVID. Like you can kind of build on that. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. Those are the value propositions and whether you're a health food brand, a personal brand or whatever you need to know. And I just recommend five, three to five, because you can't, you can have a master list in your bedroom and look at it every day. But in terms of what you stress above all else, I think you should know the impact that you're having in either your customers or your target audience's life and be able to define it, the the five key parts of that. I feel like I have four written down because I, I don't remember where or who it was like your four core values. And so I have my four, but I think I need to add another one. I think I like five. There's room for more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's definitely room for more. I already know which one's missing. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I have a, um, I've talked about this, I think almost every episode. Um, my studio is in our basement in like the fourth non-conforming bedroom. Um, and it's got the glass not the glass, the mirror closet doors, you know, the sliding ones. Mm-hmm. So on my mirrors, I have my chalkboard marker that I write all my, all my things. It's my, like my dump board. I dump all my mm-hmm. ideas and stuff. So my value, my core values are there. And then the, like the sub things are, they're all, it's all up there. So I don't lose it. 
because the kids can't yeah. erase it unless they actually like, really, really <laughs> tried. But like some Windex, that's not even down here. So it was like, <laughs> I, I think we need to add one more. Well, that's amazing. That. You're already ahead of the game. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great that they're right in front of you and you can see them every day. I think I would forget. Like, I know what they are, but I'd be like, oh, wait, did I do that? Oh my God. Yes, I did. I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I love that though. I think it's good to have clarity on like what, like, what's the difference between the vision and mission, which you already went, you know, the where, the why, the elevator pitch. Hey, tell me in 10 seconds, what do you do? You know, um, those are all really, really good. But what do you think is something that's for you being that branding expert that you have seen lately that's frustrating you? Mm. Um, that is a great question. I think that what I see that frustrates me is, well, there's an overemphasis of certain you know, there's always buzzwords and there's always like an over, once a style catches on, there can be an, a complete overemphasis on it. So I'm going to say two things right now. Yeah. Um, one is just like the word wellness, <laughs> for example, and like in branding, how that's used and what it actually means. Like it's just becoming so convoluted that you might have these teas that are extremely well-branded tea brand that costs like five times as much for no reason in the name of wellness. And um, at the end of the day, that like you can't use words, just buzzwords to replace like actual authenticity. I think I see that with like tech a lot too, when they say, oh, it's like streamlined and, you know, AI and all these words that like a lot of newer tech companies will just use those in place of actually creating yeah. that line between the features and benefits. That is one thing that frustrates me. I think the other thing, not so much that it frustrates me, but just I think people are making this mistake and don't realize it, yeah. is with personal branding. Um, because there's a lot of personal brands out there. There's a lot of coaches and there's a lot of personalities. But you are different than your brand. And, and you have to be. Like, you have to be able to separate yourself from your brand and to be able to create an idea. Because most people are more complicated than brands. Um, and I don't think people should condense themselves to a brand. Instead, you can look at your own personal brand as something equally strategic. And a lot of the people that we would think of that have really killer personal brands like Oprah, Tony Robbins, people like that, you know, it's also, they are, they are a brand. They're an idea as well as a person. So I think some people just think like, oh, I can just be myself. And that's important. You should be yourself. Um, but just like you having your core values written on your mirror, like that's really important. And I don't think enough people take the time to figure that out. I don't think I've ever put a thought to Oprah or like, I just, it's Oprah, right? I don't think about oh, how does Oprah do her branding or, you know, Tony Robbins or whoever. Um, it's really interesting. Cause I think about it now that you said it, I'm like, oh yeah, like they are like this person, but yet they're this person, you know? That's, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's we're really bothered by like this for a while. <laughs> Right. Cause it's like, we feel like we know them because mm -hmm. they've created this brand. I think that's why some people get really disappointed in celebrities when there's a scandal or something, but yes. at the end of the day, people are just people and people have to brand themselves in order to 
make sense because in reality right. human beings are more in the gray area than anything and and you know oprah probably has moments where she doesn't want to talk to anybody and is like oh, leave sure. me alone and you know times like that but um what you see is like a her a curated personality it's a brand mm-hmm. so so let's let's talk about that a little bit in, in the idea of social media because you you teach how to you know grow online and social media and I know you're having some struggles with your social media uh. <laughs> but let's talk about just in general with social media because you're talking about yeah you have you have you, but then you also have your brand and how to keep those together and separate at the same time. Like, I think Mm -hmm. for me, at least I struggle because I'm like, well, I want people to get to know me, whether that's struggles, successes, whatever that is. And that's something I've I've talked about from day one, episode one. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't want to hide me, but I also don't want to brand me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. What would you say, what would be your recommendation? Like, how do we balance that to make sure we're not going too far off this deep end and not too far off that deep end? Yeah, I think some element of consistency goes a long way. Now, I understand that most people don't want to plan out their content for two weeks or three weeks at a time and always edit it the exact same because that might feel too curated for them and they want the room to be spontaneous and they want that authenticity. Um, So I think if you can put the thought into like, there's this brand or this woman I follow and she just always wears something yellow. Always like there's something like yellow in everything that she, whether it's her earrings and like that's her color. Uh, And that's just very subtle. And I love it. Um, and and it's it's just a little thing. So I think that whatever that quirk, it, whatever element of consistency you can have, even if that consistency is, okay, once a week you get real um, on your stories or on your um, channel and just something that people know what to expect because people think in terms of patterns, like they recognize patterns. And so even though human beings are very complicated creatures and um you know, it's not always like black and white. It really never is. I think that just being able to organize your content or your thoughts a little bit so that you know, well, okay, um, at least I like sharing quotes or, you know, uh, empowering things like this. Or uh, I always recommend like content buckets. Like some of your, your content is to educate people. Others is to promote. And then um, others is just to entertain. So maybe you leave that entertainment chunk to just the quirky every day, like just got out of bed and here's what I'm struggling with today, you. And then you pick another content bucket to put a little bit more planning into like like the education one. Um, And I think that just like even a little bit of consistency there um, keeps it so fresh so that people human brains who are looking for patterns, especially when they land on a page or especially when through their scrolling, um, just start to recognize like a little Mm -hmm. bit of regularity somewhere. And that's not a perfectly curated feed or pristinely edited photos. It's just, just something like a nuance even. I have two questions. One, uh, we need to go over the word or the meaning with when you say consistency, um, before we do that, (laughs) When you are talking about perfectly curated, because this is something that we talked about before we started recording, I was like, I, for me, and I don't know if anybody else is that way. I see 
um, a perfect IG grid and I want to gag. I want to puke. I don't know why it's how, maybe it's just me, but I see it. I just go, where, where is the personality? Where is, I mean, it's what, it depends on the brand. Obviously, like, obviously if you're selling earrings, I'm going to see all these earrings. Like that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Or whatever that is. But when it's just the same like image and it's just those three colors and it's all part, like Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to make that on my IG grid. And I don't want, I don't know. It's the same thing with reels. Like I see these perfectly edited reels and the perfect makeup and the perfect, and I'm like, I'm so frustrated with perfect because it puts so much pressure on me and I don't want that pressure. And so I'm like, I don't want to build that to create pressure for someone else. Right. So yeah. before we go there, go back to consistency. Cause when I hear the word consistency, I hear post every day. Okay. And I think. I think we need to make sure that we clarify what consistency means. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll give you an example of, of one of my actual clients. Um, and she is, she owns a vegan, um, a raw vegan meal delivery service in Atlanta, which is not common there. Like you don't find as many vegan people in Atlanta as you would in LA. Um, so a real opportunity to be unique and she's very, she's awesome woman, but she is like, not very, she doesn't, she's not buttoned up. She likes to cuss. Um, she is, she tells it like it is, you know, she goes on her Instagram when she looks cute and when she doesn't look cute and everything in between. Um, but every Sunday, she posts the menu for the week, like that they're serving. Um, and, and, and she taught, and maybe she'll say something funny about it or whatever, but that one post is like the same every Sunday, she posts the menu for the next week. So when you catch her at those moments of just real authenticity and saying exactly what's on her mind, um, she's still being consistent with at least a bit of regularity, um, even one day per week that gets back to her core value, which is spreading vegan health in Atlanta and like being really creative with food. I love it. And so, you know, she's a very, she's very proud, very passionate. Um, and she has no problem going on and, and being a little unorthodox. But at the end of the day, the one thing I can count on is if I'm hungry and want to know what they're serving that week, I can find that. Um, and it won't be hard to. I love it. All right. So consistency does not mean, and it depends who's talking to, because some, there's some people out there that were like, you need to post three times a day. You want to do, you have to do this. And that's like, um, what? Um, and so I I like that you're like, no, just the consistency, like whether it's every Monday, every, whatever, pick a day, that's Mm -hmm. when you're posting, you know, that same thing. Love that. That takes so much pressure. And of course, yeah. And of course, I mean, there is things to keep in mind, like the Instagram algorithm rewards activity on their app. So, you know, but even if you're like, you know what I am, this is what I stand for. I'm spontaneous and I'm creative and I'm quirky and I just have an idea on my, in my mind. And I want to like create a poll or like ask some questions and maybe it has like not as much to do with what you normally talk about, but you're like, you know what? I just want to know if people like pineapple on their pizza and get this debate going Mm -hmm. like you're engaging with your community and that probably feels a bit more authentic and probably more people will join that debate (laughs) like more so than (laughs) I agree pineapple does belong on pizza 
I agree too. I am team pineapple all the way. <laughs> Me too. I love that though. I think I, okay. So then let's talk about social media. I know you're struggling right now with your login or whatever is happening. What were the strategies that you used for building it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I definitely wanted a mix of like, there's a lot that powers Incubus. And I, I, at first it was all me. Um, I was the, the person behind everything. Um, but then I wanted a good, because I rebranded my, my company about five months ago. Um, because before it was just a direct reflection of me. Um, but I know that I want the idea to be bigger than me. Um, I have people who work for me and with me and it isn't all just me, but I also know that most people on Instagram follow people versus companies. Um, you know, unless you are a Nike, (laughs) so you have to have a human element and I wanted to do a great blend and a great balance. Um, for me, visual consistency was very important because, um, you know, I, I deal with visuals and design and Mm -hmm. fonts and colors. And if, if that's not consistent, then what am I even talking about? I have, if I'm a stickler for branding, I have to stick with that. It Um, makes sense for you. I mean, like if you didn't have that, I'd be like, what kind of branding expert are you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I, I just wanted to provide opportunities to, um, teach people and, and to educate. So mostly like the content that I create for my, um, professional Instagram is based on real, real life instances, whether it's like a quote or a thought or a thing I'm, I already know that's what people are curious about because that's either something a client has asked me or a person has asked me or like a challenge that we ran into, um, while working together. So to me, that feels so much more authentic and organic than just being like, "Mm, what should I talk about today? Um, and, and just, and, and so having things that come from personal experiences or at least based on, um, I also really am a big fan of the word post it forward. So kind of like pay it forward, but post it forward. So one thing that, you know, I wanted people to feel is like, if I am scrolling through Instagram and I like their brand, I want to tell them that I want to tell them exactly what I like about that. I want to comment on their photos. I want to support them. I will repost them in my story, even though I didn't create their brand, but I appreciate that. So I think Mm -hmm. engagement is so important and, and that's where you kind of become like online buddies with someone. I saw a lot of followers grow and support grow, um, just because I was joining the conversation on there. And it does take commitment to being on your phone and your Instagram more. Um, but if it is really, you're living in the space that you enjoy. And for me, that's branding and encouraging other entrepreneurs, you know, that you should make time for that. So I, I think that was a, a real, um, helpful thing for me. And then just, I still always recommend a solid hashtag strategy. So if you have a solid hashtag strategy, um, you can, if you're a business, you can actually look at your insights on your Instagram and see how many people are coming from your hashtags. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes like hundreds of people will come from a hashtag alone, like one hashtag. So, um, or just your hashtag bank in general. So if, if you're not getting a lot of traffic from your hashtags, then it's time to like reevaluate what those are. Cause those can be a real tool. I love that. I, 
I think that's what I spent most of my time on in the last few months is researching hashtag strategies and organizing my spreadsheet. (laughs) I love that. I love that. (laughs) That's awesome. It was like, oh, wow. Wow. This is, this is a lot more like thought behind it than just, let me just pick some hashtags. Like I think when hashtags first started becoming a thing, like a while ago, years ago, it was more like hashtag, I don't know what I'm doing, you know? And Mm -hmm. now realizing, oh, hashtags is a way to search for people or a way to like, no wonder you need to have a strategy. That makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. And I think with the algorithm too, like it tracks what hashtags you tend to follow. So if you're as a a viewer, if you're always following branding stuff, you're going to see a lot of branding stuff, you know, even like, so I'm on TikTok. TikTok is where I do like my happiest scrolling, like my, my mindless, I just want to like laugh. TikTok makes me laugh so much, but TikTok also knows what videos I like because yeah. I want, you yeah, know, no jokes or whatever. Um, but then I go to Instagram and I'll be scrolling reels and it's not, there are no jokes in reels. It's all business. And it's so funny. That's funny. It's, it's good to have it on both ends. Like know what you're looking at and know what you're putting out too. Yeah. What is your favorite? I think we did like, what's your pet peeve? Like what's bugging you, but what's your favorite part about branding? Ooh, um, I love, I think my favorite part about branding is just the limitless creativity that it allows for. I think a really underutilized branding technique is humor actually. And like some brands are really, I mean, for some brands, they're not supposed to be funny, but I think really successful brands that utilize like a quality that's not normally associated with their industry is amazing. And, um, so I really love like tech companies that don't brand tech related at all. Like there's a, um, a VPN brand I love, and I'm not sponsored by them or anything, but their mascot is just like a bear and it's all about bears. And, but then they're, they protect your data online. And so VPNs are like kind of boring and no one really like understands them, but they've just fused something totally random, like a bear, but they're, they do it well and they're consistent with it. And, and that to me is, is great. I think it's hilarious. Um, and I'm so here for that. And so certain brands, um, I think in, in other, in certain industries, they do it better than others. But I think that when you can add humor in branding, it just makes you more real and more relatable. Even if you sell like a, piece of technology or like a protein powder there's always opportunity to change the tone where you don't have to be like oh this is fortified with blah 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 blah, blah and adopt the same voice as your industry and and find a totally new way of saying it and I and I love branding for that because it provides so much possibility for creativity and imagination and if you look at any brand that has really changed their industry it's because they did something different than their counterparts. So if you're seeing everyone with these perfectly curated feeds and the same filter on everything, like maybe that's the sign that it's really time to do something different. And as long as you're committed to that, then that's what people will remember. That reminds me of the, what is it? Is it Liberty Mutual with the the emu? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see those commercials? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a funny one too. I'm like, uh, at first I didn't get it. Like it was a different kind of humor than what I'm used to. So I was like, 
Why? And now that you've seen all the different ones, I'm like, oh, I get it now. And it's funny. Yeah. I love that you said that. I love that you said, like, you you just gave me permission to be me. And I appreciate that. So thank you. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Go, ahead. Go ahead. Don't have the same filter. I guess, like, originally when I think of the word branding, I all I think about is color, font, logo, design. Like, that's what I think of branding. Mm-hmm. And I love that you've clarified it is the messaging and what, what was the, one of the first things you said is creative storytelling plus business. It's like that combo. Um, I really appreciate you clarifying that because I think that's <laughs> going to be really good for a lot of other women going, oh, branding's not just one thing, you know? No, I feel like I, I don't know why I need to say this because I don't feel like, I don't know, whatever. We're just going to say it because somebody obviously needs to hear it, but you have permission to not have it be perfect. Like it doesn't, like you said, just start. Like in the very beginning, like you just have to start. Start messy, but start. Just that that permission. Like you just gave me permission. Go ahead and be you. Like in a in a way. And so we're gonna pass that along to who's ever listening. Be you. Like it does not have to be perfect. If you want all the different colors, be all the different colors. Go for it. Right. And it it will it will course correct too, because part of like a good business owner is looking at your numbers and seeing what sticks and what doesn't. So if you feel like you want to try something, try it. And if it doesn't land, then you know. Um, and and so I think that's so important. People think that they have to have this amazing thing locked and loaded, but by starting, you will already gain really valuable market feedback just by beginning. Yes. Yes. I love it. For one, thank you. How can we find more about you? What can, how can we connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you can head over to incubixbranding.com, incubixbranding on Facebook, LinkedIn, normally on Instagram, but since I've been traveling internationally, logging in from approximately three different locations in the past week, I've been having some trouble with my account. <laughs> um, and Instagram has virtually no like easy customer service. So I've been going back and forth. Hopefully that should be up and running um, again soon, but you can still find out all about my brand and what we do on there. Um, You can uh, connect with me on any of those platforms and um, I will always respond. Um, And then hopefully you can, I'll be back in your feeds on Instagram in hopefully soon because I've heard some horror stories about people you know, dealing with that for weeks and weeks. So I'm really no. cross my fingers that that's not my thing. <laughs> yeah, we're going to pray over that. That's going to be fixed in time. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. And then what do you have? What do you have up your sleeve? Do you have, are you working on anything um, in the near future? Think- yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm super excited right now. I'm, I'm kind of in the Um, I've just released this new group one on, uh, it's a group program, but it's a live program. Uh, it's a 10 week brand building bootcamp. So this is where we essentially go through all of those steps I mentioned. Um, we have the checklist there, but then we make sure that the thought and the intention are behind them. If you need to create your messaging matrix, create that logo and the colors, create that website. I walk you through all of that, answer all of your questions. And it's in a really fun, small group setting. So you'll meet a lot of other entrepreneurs as well. Um, And that's called the Brand Building Bootcamp. 
And I've just started to talk about it um, on Facebook and LinkedIn and on my personal Instagram. So if you're interested in learning more about that, I would be happy to send you more information. It's, it's a really great kind of DIY approach for a lot of entrepreneurs who are ready to build their brands and they don't, they're sick of like doing it piece by piece and it not making sense. So I'm super excited about it. I absolutely live and breathe this stuff. So uh, if that speaks to you, feel free to contact me and we can talk more about it. I love it. I love it. I think it speaks to me. I think I'm always like ready to learn anything. If, if, I don't know everything about branding so I could learn some things. And just like, I don't know everything about anything else. I might know a little <laughs> bit about a lot, right? <laughs> That's how, that's a good, yeah, that's a good way to yeah. be. I, I think it's important to always be a student. I just don't want to go to yeah. college and have the debt, but I will, I will pay yeah. for specific learning. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Well, that. We will make sure that your website, everything is where everybody can find it. And we'll be tagging you on IG. I'm claiming it. Or you're, <laughs> you're going to be back up and running by the time this yeah. is out. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes, claim it. I better be, or I'm going to march up to Instagram <laughs> headquarters and, and make some demands. <laughs> so, I don't, well, what you had a lot of followers too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I think it was up to 11 at that point. Um, 11,000, not 11, <laughs> not like one, one. Um, no. But yeah, I actually, I've, I've heard some really weird stories lately of, of, this happening to other people. Like one of my close friends had to deal with this, a back and forth with Instagram because she was commenting, responding to comments. Like that was all she had been like off of Instagram for a while and she went back and was responding to comments and then they like flagged her account. So it's just, I think they're really cutting, cracking down on like logins from around the world and things like that bots. So um, you know, whatever proof they need from me <laughs> that I've just been traveling and I'm not a bot. Here, you want to see my um, plane tickets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have a hotel reservations I can show you. That's so, so funny. Like your bank cards, like, yeah, go ahead. Keep going. Spend all the money. Go, yeah. oh, she's in four different places. That's normal. But your Instagram's <laughs> like, this isn't normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if any of your uh, really listeners funny. work at Instagram and can get, <laughs> push my case up, <laughs> I would Let's do love it. that. Make a petition. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm sorry that you're dealing with that. I'm glad you still have your other IG and you have your other accounts. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's good to focus on growing one, but it's also good to have backup. Um, that way, yeah. if anything ever does happen, you're not like, oh no, there goes everything. I don't have. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I've seen that happen a lot too, especially like, I feel like TikTok's more known for that. Like you just, your account's gone. Yeah. I've heard that too. Man, that scares me. But at the same time, it's like, okay, it'll be, it'll be what it is. It's okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about or get in before we finish? Oh, no, I think I I always love connecting with other entrepreneurs, especially female entrepreneurs. So um, to anybody listening, if this resonates with you and you just want to chat, I'd love to do the post it forward mentality and and give you a follow, uh, whoever you are out there. So I'm always looking to support other people on this path. Yes, it's a it's a team building experience. Yes. 
Absolutely. I love it. Well, thank you again so much for your time and your conversation and your advice, your tips, all the good things. I have a page full of notes for me. <laughs> Amazing. Appreciate <laughs> it. Help. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening in to The Amy Williams Show. For more about this episode or how you can start your own podcast, go check out theamywilliams.com. If you have a moment, would you please leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher? It's seriously one of the biggest compliments you could give. Also, come find me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok using the handle at The Amy Williams Show. Can't wait to see you over there. And don't forget, you are not made for a small life. It's time for you to go after it and live out your purpose. See you next week.